Kalos Ithate. If in Greece, that means welcome. And a warm welcome to all my listeners from around the world. And thank you for tuning into my latest podcast on the wonderful world of cruises. Greek mythology has always fascinated me, especially after I watched on TV for the first time in the early 70s and still wearing shorts back then, the classic 1963 film Jason and the Argonauts. Pretty cool film, eh? The skeletons coming out the ground just got me hooked. Okay, by today's standards, the CGI is a bit iffy, but back then, it was top class. Although we can't emulate on this podcast all that happened in the film, the big bronze man with the dodgy hill or the golden fleece which comes to life, we can make sure that some of the Greek islands that will be covered have a connection to this Greek mythology cruise. Let's find out. Ever since scholars and historians began to document history, it has left us with an imaginary photo of what life was like hundreds or even a few thousand years ago, whether it was cave paintings, tablets or tapestry. Every part of our history has been recorded in one form or another. The ancient Greek word for sketching on walls was called graphi. We now know it as graffiti. And this was a common way of capturing a moment in history. One that has inspired many people is Greek mythology. You have many professors or archaeologists on TV specials giving you a glimpse of where the god Zeus ruled and on what island did Hercules live. And where did Apollo find his inspiration? We still use the name Apollo to this day on the NASA space projects. Incredible. Some cruise partners, mainly the smaller lines, will lay on theme cruises for this sort of history. And you can always rely on excellent speakers on board. The cruise that I've chosen for this particular Greek mythology voyage podcast is with Noble Caledonian. Our partner specializes in smaller ships and they charter the vessels rather than own them. This gives Noble Caledonia more of a spread of different voyages. Your ship is MS Island Sky, part of the Hebridean cruise line. Although smaller than featured ships, she holds just 118 passengers, but doesn't cut corners on accommodation or service. With a length of just over 90 meters and a width of 15, she is perfectly manicured for this kind of voyage. With 59 exceptionally spacious and well-designed cabins, her three decks offer the ultimate in customly sailing, which also includes dressing gowns and slippers and also molten brown toiletries. Put that on your Instagram. The best time to go is September, October, as it doesn't get too hot and the weather is average, but very comfortable. From the UK, you will fly into Palermo, the capital of the beautiful island of Sicily. The cruise line's rep will collect you and take you to the ship where a welcome drink awaits you. With 70 crew, the attention to detail is higher than the bigger mainstream cruise ships. Once settled in, dinner will be served as the ship leaves in the evening for her 13-day Greek mythology cruise. After a night voyage, first thing in the morning, the ship will drop anchor off the lovely island of Lipari, situated just off the north coast of Sicily. You will arrive in the island by tender, where you will see an amazing collection of ruins from the prehistoric right through to the Roman period. Lipari town is a thriving little place, located beautifully between two harbours, together with its fortress walls. And a visit around the volcano for excellent views is highly recommended. In the evening, the MS Island sky will gently sail a very short journey to the 
volcano island of Stromboli, which as we all know is still active. And the name Stromboli is not to be confused with the baddie in the film Pinocchio. He was the one with the... As the island of Stromboli is not suitable for visiting, the ship would drop anchor in the best possible allowed position. The stage is set, and if Mother Nature is kind, you can even see the odd eruptions with its deep red lava spewing up in the air, just like an angry god churning its wrath towards the night sky. It must be something incredible to witness. As we leave the islands of Veolium behind, the ship would sail during the night back to Sicily and stop in Syracuse, south of the island. Founded by the Greeks in 734 BC, but by the 5th century, it rivaled Athens as the largest and most beautiful city in the Greek world. As the ship will stay for a day and a half, you will have ample time to sample the local cuisine, as well as seeing the Neapolis Archaeological Park, and also the very impressive Greek theatre, still going strong after all these years. You also have the opportunity to visit and explore the island of Ortigia, where we find the Temple of Apollo. Well, he was the god of archery, music and dance, just to name a few. And then again, he is the son of Zeus and Leto. Impressive. You also have at your disposal the beautiful antique town of Noddo, which was built in the early 1700s, and it's reachable by coach, which is provided by the cruise line. And here you can visit numerous 18th century palaces, including the Duomo. The next day the ship will stop in Catacolon in Greece. It may not sound very familiar, but this place has influenced people from all over the world and even to this day as well. Let me explain. This is the port for Olympia, where the Olympics first started before Christ. On your excursion, you will see the gymnasium, the stadium, and also the palestra or wrestling school. A bit more real and convincing than Lucha Libre, that's for sure. We will also explore the Altis, or sacred precinct of the Greek gods, which houses structures including the Temple of Zeus, one of the largest temples on the Greek mainland, and the Archaeological Museum, which houses some fine sculptures and artefacts from the site. As we return to the ship, we dust our boaters down and refresh ourselves in the comfortable and traditional staterooms, which feature both classic and many brass features. Prior to dinner, many like-minded passengers will meet up at the lounge for pre-dinner drinks and a chance to mingle, or some will head to the library to wind down and maybe utilise the internet facilities, which is available to all passengers. During dinner, whether it's the main restaurant or Lido, both wine and beer is served with your fine cuisine. On some nights, they will feature different world foods, making the evening even more enjoyable. Entertainment is limited and it's normally a piano bar or in the main lounge with soft music. Prior to each port, the lounge doubles up as a lecture room where guest speakers will update you on your next port of call. We now head towards southern Greece and the island of Kythira will be your next stop. Situated between the Peloponnese in southern Greece and Crete, the island of Kythira was, according to mythology, the birthplace of the goddess Aphrodite. Hmm. Romans version is Venus. There you go, two beautiful goddesses in one podcast. The port of Kapsali, which is where the ship will dock, will be your first step onto this magical island. A visit to the Chora, which is Greek for village, will be included in the excursion, as well as a 16th century Venetian castle, 
which is a focal part of the island's history. The town features a maze of narrow streets in which you can view the old mansions and see the traditional architecture. During lunch, we were sailed into Monevasia in the early evening. This is Sparta country. Try and catch a tour and reenact the famous 300 Spartans. Well, maybe not, but a souvenir is a must. One small detail you may notice in this part of Sparta is that you will not find many temples or monuments as the Spartans saw themselves as warriors and not builders. What you will see is a statue of King Leonidas, the hero of the famous battle of Thermopylae, which made the sacrifice of the 300 Spartans a legend to this day. Well done to you guys. After capturing all those Spartan towers, and as you make your way back to the port, keep an eye out on that massive rock that rises out of the water. Wonder what Greek god called that home once. As your gallant little cruise ship glides through the eastern Mediterranean Sea, it finds itself right in the middle of the Cyclades Islands, meaning circular, a set of islands that each one has a story or two to tell about the past. We stop at Sifnos, with its traditional white houses, picturesque churches, narrow lanes. It basically sums up Greece on one island. Time for some lovely Greek food washed down with some local krasi. Hmm, that's wine to you and me. And I'm told it's very, very nice. Can't wait. Early evening, the MS Island sky was set course for Sipnos' neighbour, Paros, a mere 29 nautical miles southeast. During the 60 minutes it takes for the ship to get there, make your way up to the observatory, situated on the top deck, for a grand view of the eastern Mediterranean at its best. The ship would overnight here, giving you extra time to stretch those land legs and get a real feel about this part of the world. Mention the statue of Venus de Milo to any savvy person and the figure of a Greek goddess minus arms and leaning to her right springs to mind. Although now located in the Loire Museum in Paris, it's the marble from Paros, this island, where the world's famous statue was made from. Ironically, in the early 1820s, the statue was found by a humble shepherd inside a cave on the neighbouring island of Melos, which is located about 36 nautical miles away. How it ended in there is one of those mysteries in life, I suppose. After half a day of excursions, which includes some historical monasteries, as well as a Byzantine museum, lunch is served on the ship as she sets off for her next destination, Syros. Although only a short hop from Paros, this once famous island served Greece as a hub for both culture and trade during the 19th century. You can visibly see the fruits of this once important island in its capital, Ernopoli. Take a closer look at the eye-catching architecture, it will amaze you. As late evening closes in, the captain gives the order to set course on her next port of call. And what could be one of the most fascinating places of the Greek islands? On our 10th day, we reach the island of Patmos. As we reflect on ancient history of all the Greek islands, Patmos is the most sacred to Christians, both Orthodox and Western Christianity. And it was here that St. John received his revelation. Put that on social media, he did. Once landed, we make our way to the grotto of St. John. This small cave, now converted into a beautiful chapel, is where the saint lived, had his revelation and wrote the book of the Apocalypse. 
Memories of the great 1950s Hollywood epic films regarding the ancient world all come flooding back. Your day continues with visits to other parts of this historical rich island, which includes Byzantine churches and the Monastery of St. John, a truly colourful, warm and inviting place to spend a few hours. Also on the agenda is the colourful town of Scala. Here you can chill out or enjoy a relaxing swim in the nearby beach. I would. As evening approaches, the Greek skies above us take on shades of orange, which means it's now time for our ship to embark on her final stretch of the cruise and head north to our next Greek destination. The island of Furni embraces you as the ship docks in this enchanted part of the Mediterranean. Back in the old days, Furni was a favoured haven for pirates due to its location and remote setting. And they were usually right as no one could ever find them. Well, nowadays this stunning part of the GNC is more, let's just say, charming and welcoming. Described by many as a place to just chill out and enjoy a drink with some calamaris. Oh, yes please. In the afternoon we sailed to Ikaria, which according to Greek mythology was named after Icarus. Together with his father, Icarus escaped from a prison tower by flying with wings made out of birds' feathers but consequently crashed into the sea after the wax which glued the feathers together melted as he flew too close to the sun. Also on Ikaria is where, and with no proof of science behind it, the islanders have a longer life expectancy than anyone else in Europe. Now, whether it's because it's the birthplace of Dionysus, the god of wine, or just healthy living, we can't possibly tell. But a visit to one of the local vineyards is highly recommended. Chin chin. Although Ikaria is one of the least developed of the Greek islands, it certainly has a few interesting chapters in its long history. As we sail in the crisp blue Mediterranean Sea, our cruise ship MS Island Sky gently navigates her way to your next scheduled stop, and by late morning we dock in Skiros, part of the Sporadus Islands, bang in the middle of the Aegean Sea. This island has pretty small towns, also with a majestic Byzantine castle and the Monastery of St. George. But Skiros offers one more surprise, and again, according to Greek mythology, this is where Achilles set off for Troy in Turkey to bring back what was then the most beautiful woman in the world, Helen, or as she's better known, Helen of Troy. Legend has it that she was kidnapped by the Persian prince Paris. She was not only Menelaus, the king of Sparta's wife, but also one of Zeus' daughters. Not sounding too naive here, but I think Paris was aiming a bit too high, don't you think? As we leave our last Greek island, we now sail into Turkey. By now, prior to each stop, the assigned lecturer, and on this particular cruise, it will be Louise Schofield, who, in her own right, is the Professor of Archaeology at the American University of Rome. Louise would have done a presentation on each stop that you had, and nothing comes bigger in Greek mythology than the Trojan War. So, as we dock into our first Turkish stop, in Kanakali, this is our gateway to Troy. The whole area is awash with archaeological excavations, and each one unearthing Troy's hidden mystical past. Remnants of the city walls are there for you to walk along, and, according to legend, this is where Helen looked down at the plain where Achilles dragged the dead body of the Trojan leader, Hector. 
As history dictates, the end of the Trojan War was, and still is, one of our most fascinating finales of a siege, the Trojan Horse. Fiction or non-fiction, this fascinating tale still inspires us to believe in Helen. The Troy Museum is full of memorabilia, and no doubt you may find a statue of a horse here and there. We now go aboard our ship for the last time. With horse souvenirs tucked under our arms, we meet up in the bar and re-encounter what we've just seen and photographed. Our last dinner will be one to remember as the ship cruises through the Dardanelles towards our last stop, Istanbul. A city like no other, with its checkered past, this is a city of fascinating monuments and historical facts. A couple of days post-cruise is highly recommended. Well, thank you for uh, taking your time and listening to my podcast on Greek mythology. Now, as you can imagine, I've only covered a small portion of this really interesting um, topic. There's far more for you to see and also know. If I was to cover all the gods, I'd be here all day, I think. And not forgetting the very elusive centaurs. Anyway, one way of finding out more about Greek mythology is when Bethany Hughes, the historical presenter, does one of her Greek mythology specials on TV. Worth watching. Really interesting. For this or any other great cruise voyage, get in touch with me here in London on 0208 450 1145 or email me on albert at travel.co.uk. I repeat it, it's albert at or alternatively, check out my new website, Go Cruise with Albert, or visit me on Facebook again, Go Cruise Albert. Please send me your views or comments on any future cruise voyages you want to hear. I had a few requests for a Middle East or Dubai cruise, and here you go. And the answer is yes. And that's perfect timing, as I have one beautiful new ship doing a fabulous cruise around Valentine's in 2022. So, on my next podcast, I'll be doing the mystical and belly-dancing followers in the United Arab Emirates. Until then, I'm off to put a bet on a horse at the races. Probably on Troy. It's a good bet on that one. Stay safe. Bon voyage. Adios. Oh, 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 oh,